initially it wasn't supposed to be a pageant. Okay. Hair center used to do this thing where you send in your picture, they post it, you just get your friends to like it, and the person with like the most likes gets just bundles. <laughs> bundles <laughs> you know? on bundles on bundles. Bundles <laughs> <laughs> of hair. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, like that was basically the plan. I really used to like hair center, right? So I did some stalking and I was like, Oh, being the face of the month okay. is like different from being the face of the year like being the face of the year gives you like an opportunity to really be a part of the hair center family and i, I was i was all basically like all for that really so i decided to take my chances and i sent in my picture and one thing led to another and they're like okay girl so we're going to have a beauty pageant and i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> beauty where beauty what <laughs> that's not what i signed up for when people show you who they are, believe them. Yes. Listeners, welcome to Bad Energy, the show where misery loves company. Joining me today as our guest is Asi, a cultural creator, model, and visual storyteller. I'm glad to have you on. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Can you break it down for us, a visual storyteller bit? What does that entail? I see it as just me really not restricting myself to how i decide to express myself creatively okay and that's mainly visually because i find myself doing a lot of things i do graphic design i paint i have aspirations for film and video production and that's basically a lot of mediums through which you can express yourself visually but what's constant amongst all of them is the fact that there's always a story that I want to tell. So mm-hmm. I thought about it and decided the best way to describe myself would be as a visual storyteller. Okay, that's a nice tag. <laughs> Thank you. Looking back, mm-hmm. do you feel you have like a defining moment where you knew it was going to be visual storytelling or was it more a case of one thing led to another? You mentioned graphic design. So was it graphic design first and then you're like, oh, I like paint and I like to see if I can... Put something on canvas and then hey maybe it'd be mm-hmm. nice to write a script and then film something have a short film was it one thing or was it everything at the same time it was everything at the same time because okay. at different points in time some in my childhood some in like high school some in uni i realized that i had potential in different things okay but i didn't know exactly what i wanted to specialize in so by the time I was done with second year, I realized that with me, I basically have a lot of ideas. And sometimes I don't necessarily want to be the one to execute it. I don't want <laughs> to be the one. I don't want to be the muse or I don't want to be the one taking, if it's like a photograph, I don't want to be the one taking the picture or something. But okay. I want to find ways to put it together. And that's when I realized that maybe I don't always have to be the creator. And then I found out there are like people that are called creative directors or art directors. And I realized that that's kind of what I want to do. Because to be a director, you have to know a bit about everything. And that's when I made it a point to start sharpening my skills. So I think I started with graphic design. That's why I got into graphic design. Okay. I out of graphic design. I kind of put painting on hold because I was doing painting in high school. And I got overwhelmed when I got to uni. I try once in a while, I'm trying to get back at it. Currently working on a project actually. Okay. And other than digital art and 
painting. I'm also fairly new to video production and film production, although I studied it in school. So now is basically the time where I'm easing myself into it. It's sounding like your eventual endpoint or goal is, like you said, creative director or an arts director. Mm -hmm going to ask about music as well just because you've posted a fair number of playlists and all of that and i'm curious how mm -hmm. important music is to you in the various creative process well personally music is one of the most important things in my life okay do you play and anything or it's just more the listening that's the yeah it's more of the listening i've never really had an opportunity to learn anything music wise so all I have is the music that I listen to and in the process of like listening to so much music, you end up blending things together and trying to create things. So making playlists or curating playlists is my little way of making art. Most times I try to make one big song or make one experience mm. with a bunch of songs. Okay. So it really isn't about the era or the genre or um the relevance of the song is just about how it makes you feel okay so it's more curating the music for like you said an experience just trying to yeah as you listen through it's building up towards something something okay yeah and it started it, it started as a hobby really and it was even something i was shy of because i thought my <laughs> taste in music was quite different from other people's <laughs> But I got a little nudge and I started like sharing my plays with my friends and then I started making them public and started trying to put more effort into it, you know. Yeah, the rest is history. You mentioned earlier that you're trying to go back into art and painting. Uh-huh. I'm curious. So in your mind, you're doing all these various, you know, visual artistic, I guess, expressions or processes, right? Uh -huh. Do you yeah. section them off in your mind? Okay, for this week, I'm just going to focus on just painting and art. Or is it more of what I'm feeling in the moment is what gets my energies and attention and focus? I'd say it's a blend of the two. Okay. Because obviously, as a person, you can't get things done without discipline or resilience. Yeah, because yeah, if I do everything based on my mood, Probably one day I'd be in the mood for painting and I won't be in the mood for painting till like the next two years and, you know, it's going to repeat itself over and over. So when I decide that there's something that I really want to get done, I try my best to put my focus and my energies into it until it's done. Then I can move on to the next project. Okay. So okay. there's a lot of prioritizing and weighing stuff against each other as well. Which activity is your favorite? Let's say right now, I don't want to put pressure on you and say your favorite ever, but let's say if you had a choice between making a playlist right now, painting mm -hmm. something, planning a shoot, which one would you almost always say yes to without you no know, second guessing? Planning a shoot. Okay. As the director yeah. or as the muse? Because those are two different processes. As the director, if okay. if by being a muse, I still have some sort of um, inputs into oh, the yeah yeah exactly, then I wouldn't mind as long as I'm in a position to make a couple of decisions or to uh, make some inputs, I'm fine with that. For playlists, I honestly don't like to feel pressured because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's my vibe, 
you can't pressure me when it comes to my vibe. So okay, I I, I'd love to make playlists. I'm always making playlists, but it's not something that I necessarily feel that I can be called on to like make out of thin air, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So planning a shoot comes first. Sound. What's up? It's Meg, the badass co-host of the show What's the Word with F the DJ, where we talk everything music, your favorite musicians, and hot topics in the industry. To listen, search What's the Word on your podcast platforms or go to listen to gcr.com and check out What's the Word. Jobless. Humans are social creatures that rely on cooperation to survive and thrive. And we do that by seeking and building relationships with others. It is key to success in our careers, social, and personal lives. On Bad Energy, we are all about sharing and discussing incidents where we just had to cut someone off for our own good. Listen, learn from us, and if you have similar experiences, we would love to hear them. Just use the hashtag GCRBadEnergy on any social media platform. All right, Asi, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is extremely difficult, how easy mm-hmm. would you say it is to get to know you? Wow, how easy is it to get to know you? I give myself an eight, but <laughs> that's, that's only difficult. like in the early <laughs> that's in the early stages really. So once you get past maybe the first hurdle, which is like me and you being cool or breaking the ice. The rest is pretty easy. But maybe the ice is a bit too hard because like not so many people find that easy. I think I definitely identify with that as well. I also place myself higher on the scale, like a seven, eight. Seven on a good day, I guess, nine on a bad day. <laughs> Just cause I think it, my reasoning though is it helps filter out. And once you're able to then strike a connection after, like you said, once you are in, it becomes easier to let down your guard and just, you know, build a relationship with whoever has been able to make it through. Or yeah. Wall. yeah. This is now the part of the show where we ask you to share an incident in your life where you had to cut someone off because there were bad vibes or energies. Your go. <laughs> this is extremely close to me. This was someone in my immediate circle. This was someone I knew all my life. But yeah. at a point in time, due to like circumstances and things happening in both our lives, our relationship became very hard to steer. And our relationship ended up becoming toxic in so many ways to the point where, like, it couldn't function. And I've learned to be quite independent and not attach myself or, like, get my joy or my happiness or whatever from another person. I've learned to be self-reliant, but I also can't be the best version of myself if things in my immediate space aren't working the way they're supposed to be, including people. So it was a really, really difficult relationship for me. And I didn't cut the person off fully. I mean, there were times when I tried, or we both tried to make things right, but things weren't working out. And then I decided if communication wasn't working or I don't know if it's closure, I don't know if that's the word, but if that isn't working, then maybe distance will. Because distance does make the heart grow fonder. 
So um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah, I actually did because I think it's basically been like a year down the line since I made that decision, and now we're on, we're we're talking again. We're in like we're on very good terms, and everything's like water under the bridge. Not in the sense that the problem has been solved, but now it just feels like bringing that up again wouldn't do anything beneficial for us so we'd rather just move forward as if it never happened than revisit so technically i mean like you say yourself it's not quite cutting off mm-hmm. it's more it's more of i guess what we are just in the focus yeah what's playing my mind right now is the question is do you feel that by not addressing that issue it's going to be one that's always going to be there because then it becomes this topic mm-hmm. that you guys never have to bring up because you know it's something that we haven't figured out how to deal with so yeah. we can talk about everything we can be cool about everything but then just don't slip up and mention xyz otherwise it's a spiral down mm-hmm. that fear is actually always there it's always it's always there but considering where where we're coming from and where we're at now I feel like maybe compromises or sacrifices have to be made. And I know for a fact that I'm not going to bring it up because I like to <laughs> have now. I don't know about the other party, but I'm hoping same. Would you be open to tackling it in the future? Only reason why I'm pressing on this is eventually at some point I'd imagine it would have to be it would have to be addressed because mm-hmm. it still sounds like it's sort of important to you. Mm-hmm. And however the situation played out it's likely that like you said closure not just closure as well but you might also want to understand the person's actions fully Mm -hmm. and also have them understand your actions and also possible reactions this is why i did xyz and was because you did xyz that bit is important otherwise it's always going to be at the back of your head no yeah it is i'd be open to discussing it i'd be open to to breaking things down so that we can see we can basically understand each other mm. but basically what i'm trying to say is it's something that we have tried right and it didn't work out so i think i kind of understand like it's a situation where you mm-hmm. you've legit tried to have that conversation it hasn't mm-hmm. worked out but then you are keen to still maintain a relationship with the person so yeah the only option becomes <laughs> we just don't talk about this uh-huh. Yeah, it's about doing what's best for now. Damn, that's <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily hard. I feel like if you're in the best situation now, you continue to like focus on being in the best situation at present. It's going to project into your future. Now, what you just said, that's wild to me. Because my thinking is, I want to say it's reversed, but I would be thinking this conversation or this thing you're not dealing with now Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be a problem in the future. So right now, the present is just an illusion and there's an impending issue or fight in the future that's going to happen. So then that's just going to make me even more anxious about the present because I know there's going to be something bad happening soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Or instead of thinking about, you know, something bad happening soon, probably think of how there'll come a time where the two of you are very well positioned emotionally to bring up that topic and to speak about it from a less emotional position or a less tense in a less tense environment 
because most times it's really because people let their emotions get in the way or people don't really think much about the next person or think much about the future or maybe think too much about the future because no one really knows what's going to happen in the future it could be you could be right or it could go the other way around Hmm. you know i don't think my interpretation is is right i think your personality definitely has plays a role in how you perceive situations yeah i quite like what you said a bit about being i guess well capable or ready to have that conversation later do you feel that that's something that you are working towards because the point i feel you're making is right now we don't have the let's say emotional tools or skills or capacity to actually delve into the issue mm-hmm. but then the hope is we are building upon this skill so that later on we can actually address it but it's also important to maintain the relationship by avoiding the issue mm-hmm. is that a fair summary of what you feel is going on yeah it's a fair summary and it's looking deeper than that because then time becomes a factor and time determines a lot of things maybe you might see the person that you're dealing with as a person with bad energy or as a very toxic person that you have to cut off but then in someone else's world this is their knight in shining armor you know that type of thing Mm -hmm. and it could be because of the time or the place or the manner in which you met or in in the way or manner and how you you related to each other time can affect things positively because after some time probably if the other person was probably going through certain things that wasn't making them see things as clear as they should or be as mature as they should or whatever in the future they probably learn their lessons from their mistakes and be able to make wiser decisions or be able to relate with you in a way that is more progressive than before this is a very unique situation to me because huh? roles reverse like if i was in your shoes i would definitely mm-hmm. be cutting someone off just because if we can't break down what happened and we can't take ownership and we can't admit faults and all of that then to me there really would be no point but you seem or through the statement you appear very forgiven mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's a fair you know that's a fair summary on your end or is it just you are looking at the wider picture that maybe this relationship has more to it that it shouldn't be sacrificed or uh-huh. thrown away because of this i don't know if that's more grown up or <laughs> more wild well, yeah, it kind of makes sense and you're kind of right. I wouldn't say I'm more forgiving, but this is going to be hard to explain. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're going deeper, deeper into my way of thinking. But for me, I've spent or I spend a lot of time observing people and I spend a lot of time trying to figure out why people do the things they do. So okay. with because of all the time I spend doing that, I've also developed a sort of personally, I've developed a kind of 
No, it's not an immunity. It's like thick skin, really. Okay. Because if you observe a lot, you realize that human beings just continue to hurt and hurt <laughs> and be up. annoying <laughs> and fuck <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> like DNA or some shit. Like, there's nothing you can do about it, really. But does that mean that you're going to, I don't know, build a house and isolate yourself and live alone for the rest of your life? No, because like you're you said... You're like, that doesn't sound like a good idea, but go on. <laughs> like you said, we thrive off, like, society and interacting with people. We depend on each other. So does that mean you throw the whole human being away just because of X, Y, Z? Not really. And that's where empathy also comes in because you have to learn how to see things from other people's perspectives, like put yourself in other people's shoes and be considerate. So when you end up considering and understanding that human beings are imperfect and you try to understand why a certain person is imperfect, it sort of gives gives you the feeling that you may be strong enough or equipped enough to give this person time or to give this person this or give this person that like do what you can do so that the person the person gets better or the person treats you better or treats other people better. Hmm. that explains the forgiving part yeah it does and i guess to me because what you are saying people come to mind who have like it's an empathy this large capacity to to not just forgive, but to let people be and also exist with their flaws and everything. And that's just completely wild and scary to me because it really does feel like it's a whole lot <laughs> that you are not allowing, but mm-hmm. well, I guess you, you did you did say you have thick skin. So I guess that makes sense. But it's it feels like it's a is this whole emotional emotional weight because mm-hmm. you're taking someone complete as they are and i very much understand doing that for like you know maybe a couple people but yeah it's insane to do that to honestly more than two at that point then charlie you are vying for jesus's <laughs> role as savior of all mankind i mean a whole lot of things come into play when relating with someone but i personally feel like empathy is the one thing that people ignore because everybody is about protecting themselves and protecting their energy. No, it's because empathy is hard. That's, it's, it's not that it's ignored because empathy is really, really hard. Uh-huh. It's a very hard skill to, I feel, acknowledge uh-huh. and also want to actually also put into practice because you feel everything. You feel it, you're acknowledging your head and then you also have to acknowledge the head coming from their side. And sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to know our head because then we rationalize our actions and our reactions to shit. So yeah. it's hard. Those of you who are doing it, Charlie. <laughs> Big ups. <laughs> Big ups, because it'll be small work you did do for that side. <laughs> but I'm curious, is this the only situation where you have someone in terms of like, okay, X happened, we are still maintaining a relationship, but we're not bringing the situation up. Is there any other similar case, if you don't mind me asking? No, there is no similar case. For me, okay. it's really not hard for me to detach myself from people or to make the best decisions for me, although I 
I try to be empathetic. I just try to consider things from as many angles as possible. It includes the other person. It includes being on the outside, being on the inside, you know, different probabilities, whatever. And Yo, that sounds exhausting and draining. <laughs> it does, but thinking, thinking comes with it. <laughs> so because of that, it's it's very easy because I assess I assess our relationship and the value it has to me and how much how easily I can do away with it. So if it's someone or if it's a relationship you can't really do away with, then you try your best to make it work. And if it isn't, you just walk away and protect your mental health. You get it? I get it. It still sounds hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of those things. In theory, I understand how this is supposed to work, but <laughs> but in reality, it's actually pretty <laughs> yeah. hard. It gets overwhelming yeah. sometimes. I'm not going to lie because it's not like a one day thing. You have to wake up every day and sometimes decide. No matter how much you like the person, or no matter how involved the person is, or no matter how much access the person has to you, you have to wake up every day and decide this person is not going to do this, or this person is not going to be allowed to cross this boundary. And you have to reinforce it every single day because some people just don't respect themselves as well. So they're just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back and you have to keep standing your ground. I feel like now I'm concerned about your sleep pattern. Like, are you getting enough sleep? Because <laughs> Oh, my brother, yes, please. <laughs> no, for real, because it could also just be the entire process is just sounding very overwhelming to me that mm-hmm. I cannot just see it's been a lived experience so i'm like holy shit when do you when when do you plug when do you off sleep? yeah when do you sleep because i feel like this is, this is going to be the things that come to mind when the uh-huh. day is done like when the person is done with their bullshit and then they are they are having a good old time mm-hmm. i'm now here rationalizing their actions on their behalf <laughs> and well, trying to make sense of everything i think it's learned and mm. i think i started learning it early so it's okay. very easy for me. I'm always in my head. I'm always putting things in compartments. So, and I'm not really <laughs> loose with my terms. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not loose with like who I call my friend, who I call an acquaintance, who I say is like a brother or a close friend. Each term has a very specific meaning for me. So because that's already done, it's pretty much easy for me to deal with people in a certain way because I know who you are to me and because i try my best to observe i i believe that i know well enough who you are as a person and obviously i know myself so when you know these three things or when you consider these three things it it makes choices or it makes relations a bit easier or a lot easier it can get overwhelming sometimes when like there's a lot of emotions involved or this is someone you really like maybe a very close friend maybe a relative your mom your dad your sibling you know that kind of thing but i guess the closer it is to you the harder it gets i'm curious so given how generally empathetic you are and also how very intentional you are with classifying the relationships you have with people right Mm -hmm. do you feel you've got a, a good sense of gauging people in terms of okay this person is likely to fall foul soon so you know just the right amount of let me say um emotional energy to invest in them slash the relationship 
or no such thing? Um, if you asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, I'd have confidently said... <laughs> then life yes. showed you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. It just showed me that the best thing you can do is look for the mad person that strikes you the most and deal with that person's madness. <laughs> I don't know if this is making sense. But no, I mean, like, it's less about the person who's least likely to hurt you because pain is always going to be there. Pain, pain find you, finds you through like the people that are closest to you. Because for me personally, shit doesn't get to me if I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Because you, I don't owe you anything. You're not really, you don't really mean much to me. So there's nothing you can say or do to me that should hurt me. But if it hurts me, if it frustrates me, it means I wish we could be better because I really, really like you. I really trust you. I really want you to be there in my life, to be present in my life. You understand? Yeah, I get you. I've decided, like I came to a resolution not too long ago, to stop trying to look for the worst thing or trying to imagine like the worst case scenario, what the worst, what the worst is that a person could do to me. But also expect the worst, but don't try to get too specific. Just know in the back of your mind. Yeah, it's if you come, like <laughs> it could come, it could. Just know okay, that not... in the back of your head. But look at the positive things as well. Look at the things that you value. Because I feel like if you know yourself and you stay true to yourself, you're going to find people that are in line with things that you hold dear to you, and it makes things easier. Even if the person hurts you, it makes getting right easier because both of you are on the same page. Yeah, the vibes are there. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But yeah, it still definitely sounds like you're doing a whole lot. So like, that one. <laughs> like some circus performers. Yeah, that's well, that's insane. I'll, I'll definitely be saying a prayer for you because Thank you, please. Don't be small lifting. <laughs> you did do for your side. <laughs> Yeah, like at this point, I don't even know <laughs> what else to ask you because you slightly not bust my mind, but yeah, mm. I don't want to call it trusting, but it's a level that I know for sure I don't think I'm ever going to be comfortable with. With empathy in particular? No, not with empathy, but just that whole holistic embrace of oh everything. To me, actions should have consequences. And mm -hmm. I feel like this mindset, just to group you all together, your, you guys' mindset is definitely, we are past actions and consequences. We are we are beyond that. <laughs> and that's like, wow, to me, it's like, okay, you guys have, you know, gone up that level in terms of relations with people. I understand it, but I'm not sure if I'm keen to implement it, to be honest. Yeah, I understand you. Because there are honestly days when I personally feel overwhelmed because cause you, you choose basically your friends or you choose the people that you know. There are times when you personally feel like people are trying to get out mm -hmm. of the box that you put them in. And it might feel like too much pressure for you or it might feel like they're asking for too much. And I mean, people take this in different ways. Some people might 
banish and ghost on you other people might like crack under pressure other people might go AWOL or isolate or something but it gets hard sometimes because it really isn't easy to consider all these things and also with human interactions the same rules don't apply all the time yeah so there really isn't any formula so imagine people struggle and they only have like two people in their support system so imagine someone who probably has a room full of supportive friends maybe a list of like a hundred people that they can swear by fire by thunder by these people are my ride or dies they love me and i love them yeah imagine having that much to manage it gets crazy Mm. sometimes because people are very complex you seem to have a formula for it and i mean so far it seems to be treating you well so (laughs) we all have this mishmash of a plan Uh of a system of processes that we are stumbling through in life with and we're all hoping that Charlie, at the end of the day, it does a good enough job, right? So yeah, that's, that's the most we can hope for. Yes. Hey there, I'm Mamiya from the MCNO podcast. We bring you the latest conversation with the most interesting people in town. From the perspective of the youth, which you wouldn't want to miss, find us on listentogcr.com forward slash the MCNO pod. Or find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Catch you later. I see. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you too. This is my first podcast. Oh yeah. And I'm nervous. <laughs> well, you see, you're nervous. Kinda. You shouldn't be. I think you pretty much held your own very well. So as far as first goes, this was pretty good. My first was way way worse than this. So you do. Also, it's worse, but not. It's, it's bad, but not as worse as yours. As bad as yours. What am I saying? No, I'm saying... But it's not way, way worse. No, I'm saying mine was way, way worse. So, like, if you if you consider this as worse in your categorization, then you probably ah. consider mine as, you know, just garbage and horrible, which I wouldn't disagree with you. This was good. Do you want to plug your social so listeners can know where to find you and your work okay. as well? You mentioned your film page and all of that. Mm, if you well, want you to can share. find me. Or- yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. I'm Give Saint Asi, like Give Saint Laurent, but replaced with Asi, A-S-I-E. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm Saint Asi on Instagram. And I guess from there you can find me everywhere else because it's like a everything is linked. Yeah, everything is linked. Yes. All right. So we'll definitely share your handles and links in the episode notes. Listeners, if you enjoyed the episode, do share with a friend and a friend and another. Asi, thank you so much for coming on again and definitely share updates. You're welcome. Yeah, definitely share updates on your end. Like, we'll have to see what you're up to and all the best (laughs) with everything. Thank you. All the best with everything going on. your life <laughs> <laughs> she's like well thank you <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> all right um listeners a reminder to use the hashtag gcr bad energy across twitter and instagram to share your bad energy experiences we'll be on the lookout for them uh follow us on twitter at gold coast report and on instagram the gold coast report it's been sarah with the lovely assy and we are out this has been a gold coast reports production 
Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. Yeah, I still did. I went in with my best friend. Okay. So basically we were each other's buddy. support. Yeah. Each other's buddy, each other's like cheerleader. So when it's like, hey, but this is not what we signed up for. <laughs> then the other person's going to be like, oh, let's do it because you know what it's worth. Bundles on bundles on bundles. Later, it was less about that and more about like being a part of the family or being a part of the brand, okay. like the hairdresser brand, because it was one that we identified with mm-hmm. or we felt more drawn to. And it was also a brand that we saw as valuable. Okay. So it just made sense to find a way to work with a brand that you love. And if it's through winning a beauty pageant, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I did that, no big deal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you see yourself competing in other pageants or is one surprise pageant enough for a lifetime? Mm, I can't really answer that question. But sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Most times I don't. Mm. Most times I don't. I most likely wouldn't. So it's one of those things like you're not actively looking for it, but maybe if an opportunity came similar to her sense and you're like, fuck it, why not? You might just go for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. When people show you who they are, why don't you believe them? Why must you be shown 29 times before you can see who they really are? Why can't you get it the first time?